and gentlemen, welcome to Walk the Line here at Michigan State University. My name is Dan Cryer, and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about NCAA Football Week 3 and NFL Week 2. I got Brooks Lambeer coming in right this second, and a little bit later, I got Ryan Smith coming in to do some NFL picks with me. And uh, here's Brooks right now. So, Brooks, how you doing? Good. How about you, Dan? Brooks, you know how you normally say I'm doing good? Yes. Doing really well and excited and everything? Well, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm in an okay mood, but I got to be honest, buddy. I'm in a terrible salty mood. I mean, I'm I'm just crabby. I feel like I feel like the world's been bumping into me and I want to just bump into the world. You know, that was not the most fun Oregon game. I was there in Eugene, Oregon at Outson Stadium to watch Michigan State get defeated 46-27 Brooks. So, I will talk a little bit more about that in a second, but let me get your thoughts on what happened in Eugene on Saturday. I think the game was really close, but I think what really defined the game was a couple big plays by Oregon and a couple missed opportunities by Michigan State. I think that was really the big difference maker. If you look statistics-wise, you can see that, you know, 25-19, to Michigan State had the uh, the advantage on the first downs. Net rushing yards, Oregon obviously has more because they run the ball more, 173-123. But look at the total offense yards, 466 for MSU, 491 for Oregon. Connor Cook. This was really a very much closer game than it actually was. It's just those big explosive plays that Oregon has that really made the difference. See, and I love what Brooks just said because it was a closer game than what indicated then, Brooks? Than the score. No kidding. And that's why I'm super salty because for numerous reasons, not just because I picked Michigan State to win the game. I'll talk about that in a second. But just from a point spread standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we are here and walk the line. We talk spreads. Michigan State was plus 12 and a half. Okay. Now, Brooks, you thought we'd cover. I went ahead and thought we were going to win. But literally... I didn't think I could get more furious at the end of the game. It was 39-27. They were coming in for a field goal, and I said, crap, it's going to bust the spread there, and they're going to get to the 40s. But no, as I'm walking up the stairs and I look, they bring in the the the, the offensive unit back because Michigan State had a five-yard penalty. So I said, cool, they're just going to run into the line, kneel, whatever. Nope, they go right around tackle, touchdown, fans go crazy. Game ends 46-27. Michigan State doesn't cover, but... I want to get your reaction on this. I think because, not that they didn't cover, people don't know about that, the fact that it was a 19-point loss when they were so close and had a 9-point lead, I think that might have knocked us out of contention for the playoff at the end of the season. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it did. There's going to be really drastic things that are going to have to happen, like Oregon's going to have to probably lose a couple. Uh, you know, Alabama's someone's going to have to upset Alabama. Uh, Florida State, if someone in the, S- in the ACC can can somewhat compete with them or give them a close game or somehow knock them off like a Duke or a North Carolina or something. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to be an event like that where say, Hey, if Michigan state wins the rest of their game, wins the big 10 championship, they must win out from this point. They have to win. And I kind of disagree with you. I think Oregon has to get to number one and stay there for the rest of the season. That way people go, well, Michigan state had a nine point lead and yeah, they blew it. And yeah, this happened, but Oregon is trucking everybody they play you know what I mean? And so then that way it doesn't look like something went wrong. And I really don't think something went wrong with Michigan State. I don't have any criticism for the game. It just looked like the big plays, like you said, weren't for us. We couldn't convert a fourth and two. They made a great 
great interception at the end when Michigan State was given that one last try to cut it to 30, uh, I think it was like uh, 39-34 it would have made the game. So Michigan State, really valiant effort. I'm proud of the guys. I thought it was, a, I know it was a tough environment. It was, yeah. it was, it was intimidating. I got to be honest. Not a big fan of Oregon uh, after the trip because it wasn't very hospitable. There was outside the stadium hospitable. Inside the stadium, they tried to bully us as fans. And I don't, you know, I guess that's the nature of a big game. So maybe I should take it with some like, you know, a you know, at least they treated us with some good disdain. Take it with a grain of salt, Mr. Salty. It, yeah, it was tough. It was just a tough environment, yeah. and Michigan State held tough and literally gave Ryan Smith and me, almost gave us a heart attack when Michigan State came and took the lead. We couldn't believe it, so I'm proud of Michigan State, and I'm just so angry. I just want to, I want a styrofoam room, Brooks, so I can just smash everything because I can't believe that Oregon got that touchdown on fourth and eight to end the game, to blow it, at, I think, a 39-27 loss would have looked really good the next day. 46-27, that does not look good. So, yeah. And listen, it, for any fan, you need to understand that Michigan State, since there's a college playoff system, they have to play these tough games. If you don't play these tough games, you're not going to be considered for anything, especially Perfect. with how the, big, point. The, point. how the Big Ten is up and down with their with their teams. You know, really, if you really think about it, Michigan's not where they used to be. Penn State's back, is trying to get back to where they are. It's really Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and maybe Nebraska, if you want to consider them. Yeah, they had a tough. They had a barely snuck by McNeese State, so that didn't yeah. bode well. It was it was just a tough weekend. I mean, Michigan got got throttled, thirty one nothing. You know, um, surprisingly, Illinois won a game that I said you should buy a house and mortgage that mm-hmm. they wouldn't cover six. Well, they won by eight. So yeah. we'll get used to walk the line with me, Dan Cryer, the guy who's never right about Illinois. Yeah, but um, you know, I just. Michigan State, like I said, they played well. I think they're the top of the Big Ten, no doubt. Michigan's, that was embarrassing in every way. First shutout since 1984. Ohio State, it's tough when you have a freshman quarterback because they didn't expect this a couple weeks ago. Virginia Tech went in there and defeated them. And uh, I just, it was not a good week. So Wisconsin, Wisconsin needs to handle their business in the west side of the Big Ten. Michigan State needs to handle their business business here on the east side of the Big Ten. It's just hard for my brain to even like latch mm-hmm. onto this. But and and I think that if Michigan State can run the table and beat Wisconsin We'll see if they're in consideration, but uh, it's tough to imagine. I don't know. Yeah, and listen, also uh, uh, to even make a better, bigger point about this, if you're a Big Ten fan, if you're if you know if you're listening to this, and you're in Big Ten country, this is what has to happen if you if you want to make the playoff. You, you need, and this is what I've been yeah, saying for years and years and years. And this playoff has finally brought this to us. Is teams have to get rid of the crap teams in the beginning of the season. And they need to play someone that matters if they want to yes, get to the playoffs. I agree. And this is what college football is going to be about. And I'm loving it right now. Good. Because anything can happen when when these big programs play. Yep. In the future, it may not be like this. It may be Big Ten upsetting SEC. You know, it's not like we're going to, it's not like these bowl games. We've got to wait the whole year and then everyone has four weeks to prepare. And then all of a sudden the sure. SEC, SEC team blows up the Big Ten team. And I totally will now give credit to a team like Notre Dame because they just defeated Michigan, but still left on their schedule. They have to play the USC Trojans to end the season. But I know that they have to play Jameis Winston in Florida State, and I know they have to play Stanford. So if they go somehow go undefeated through that, that's a guaranteed, not oh, yeah. even if they lose one of them, you got to consider them. So mm-hmm. hopefully, as the year goes out, most of these teams. 
teams like the Florida States, Alabamas, Oklahomas, mm-hmm. maybe they'll lose a game, and I'm hoping Oregon just keeps going to a perfect record. Yeah. That's what I hope. Yeah. So, cool. Well, we, we kind of wrapped, to wrap up last week, we're going to get to a couple games. Not the best week of football this week. Um, Michigan State has a bye week, and then on the 20th, Michigan State will host Eastern Michigan here in East Lansing. But uh, Brooks and I, Brooks said it was a brutal week. I mean, I'm just going to say I, I was 4 out of 7 on the spread. Brooks was 3 out of 7. <laughs> but the two that really hurt, uh, you know, just Oregon. I, I was bold. I said Michigan State was going to win. And I got to be honest, Brooks, when Mariota scrambled on that third and eight and got out, if we would have got him there, we would have got the ball back. We would have scored. I know there's a lot of ifs, ifs, ifs. Mm-hmm. We would have. Man, that was the turning point because that would have made it 34-18 to 18 if we would have got it back and scored, and we were ready. And the fans, they were getting nervous. And that's, I, that's why I'm so heartbroken because I predicted it, and it was so close. And once Oregon basically sprung that trap, they just didn't look back. So it's a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I think everyone in East Lansing wanted this game, and they knew we needed this game, and it, it, and it was gonna, it, and it was really a game to, to kind of separate us from being the average of Michigan State to the top tier uh, college football Michigan State, which we're we're a very good program. We're so close though. But That's the thing. It's consistency. Consistency makes you a great college program, and if and eventually down the line, Michigan State's getting better. And eventually, consistency will kick in, and they'll be one of the top tier programs. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with our team and our toughness. I don't. Yeah. I think we got a little winded. It's very hot conditions in Oregon. They're going through a drought. You could see just it's very hot. We're not used to this. To the sun burning down 95 degrees on us. You, you know, Brooks. We had another rainstorm today. Michigan State's used to gray skies and, and 77 degrees. I mean, it was 95, 96 degrees on the field. It was 110 degrees. So. Oregon was used to it. They've been practicing it for months because you could tell that rain had not fallen in that state for months. So uh, anyway, I commend Michigan State, and like you said, for going on the road and doing that. So nothing but credit for, for our program. I think we're going we're gonna to hand the, the anger and the saltiness I feel, I guarantee the coaching staff and the, the team feels like they let one get away. And that's just that's motivation right there. Yeah. That sting. We could have had it, so let's just beat everybody up. Yeah. So and listen, it takes big cojones to to get out there and to play a, a good team. It was intimidating. A lot of teams yep. don't want to do that because they don't want to ruin something. Yep. And especially like an SEC team who has to battle. Yep. And went through this through their uh, conference schedule. So yeah. Props to Michigan State. Definitely. Okay. So let's get to NCAA Week Three here on Walk the Line. Like I said, it's not the most marquee week I've ever seen. So I'm going to just move quickly through this, Brooks, because uh, the best game that is on the schedule. We're going to get to some Big Ten matchups really soon here, but uh, uh, Georgia is minus six going into South Carolina. Gamecocks, a couple weeks ago, they opened the season on a Thursday. They were favored by 10 points against Texas A&M. They got drubbed. They gave up 52 points. They didn't look good. Last week, they did not cover against East Carolina. So they were they only, they only won by 10, which is a good win, but they, they didn't cover. Georgia, they've had a week to prepare after, after blowing Clemson out. Gurley, he's the uh, you know the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. So uh, Georgia minus 6 in South Carolina, over under 60.5. Brooks, what do you think about this game? It's going to be high scoring because I I think because I think they're going to go back and forth, uh, especially with Steve Spurrier offense where they love to throw the ball and they love to spread the field. Uh, it, I don't for I guess I'm going to give this to Georgia to win though. Oh sure, yeah, I agree. I, with that. I think Georgia's going to win, and yeah. I, obviously they're favored to win by six, yeah. which I, which I totally agree with. Uh, because I just feel like after. That trouncing that Texas A&M gave South Carolina to yeah. come back, and you had a week to play a, a softer team, but 
They didn't. They didn't you, destroy them, though. No, you know, they didn't. They didn't destroy East Carolina, which is not. They're not too soft a team, but still. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I think maybe it'll get into the sixties. I don't know. It's so sixteen and a half, right? We said yeah, sixteen and a half combined okay, so, total. Yep, over under. Okay, maybe I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna little go a little under the the sixteen half. Okay, I think. all right. I think I think it's gonna get into the fifties. All right. I'm going to go South Carolina. I'll give him 21. I love how he does the losing team. Yes. Okay, go And then yeah, go. I'll give Georgia 31. 31-21. So you got a that total 31. 52. I love you do. that You do. That's, that's Brooks' favorite, yeah. favorite, favorite line yeah. to bring in there. Okay. I agree, though. I, I, I think your instinct is correct. I think there's going to be lots of points in this game. I think it's going to go uh, to the upper 30s. And... I will say this kind of caveat, emptor, buyer, beware. I mean, the thing about football is it's filled with surprises. So all the arrows are pointing to a Georgia blowout here. And then that's when you least expect it. You say, well, Georgia got beat by South Carolina. You know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. be here next week going, we didn't see, see South Carolina playing great. So maybe they haven't played a good game. But based on what we've seen, I totally agree with you. I don't think South Carolina is in that upper echelon of teams of even consideration for the playoff. And Georgia obviously looked great at home with Gurley. He looks like a guy you can depend on. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt if they, their chances need to stay good. So I'm going to say it goes way over. I'm going to go uh, because Texas A.M. scored in the 50s. I'm going to put Georgia at 45, and I'm going to put uh, South Carolina at 38. Wow. So I'm going to have them covering by – Seven, I think it's covering by one point, winning by seven. And I think South Carolina is going to figure out their offense, but they're just not going to be able to keep up uh, defensively with them. Wow. You went, you went with high-scoring SEC offense. I went with SEC defense a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen it. I mean, they gave up 23 points to East Carolina. So, you know, and that's like technically the only top 20 matchup, top 25 matchup of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have a couple interesting, I guess, uh, Big Ten games, and this first one is not one of them. I just want to get Brooks' quick opinion. Notre Dame hosted Michigan Wolverines. Michigan outgained them yardage-wise, but just had turnovers, and Notre Dame was was nice and smooth on the field. They just had their home crowd, and, it, and once it got away from Michigan, it was gone. So 31 nothing, Michigan got uh, defeated by Notre Dame last week. Purdue, who lost at home to Central Michigan, is now going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's minus 29 with an over-under of 56.5. So I, just quick question, what do you think? Does Notre Dame cover 29 points against Purdue? Yes. I mean, look at Western Michigan. Purdue only beat them by, let's 43-34, and then lost to Central 38-17. And I feel like Western probably is a better team than Central this year. Um, but, yeah, I think they do cover. All right, and here's the thing. I'm the reason I brought this up is because I can't believe that Mich- I, it's weird. I think Purdue is going to cover the 29. I'm not going to score, but I just they're going to stay within 29 and I think it's just going to be more humiliating for Michigan. I kind of that's why I want to bring this up because we're here at Michigan State. Purdue's not going to lose as bad as you did. That's what I think. Purdue's actually going to get some points on the board against uh, uh, Notre Dame. So, you know, if I if I had to, I guess, predict a score, yeah, I would say 38-14. So I'm going to type this in, 38-14. Yes. Okay, here leads to the funny part. Illinois last year was playing Cincinnati at home in Champaign. I said, go buy a house, bet the house. And when I say betting, I'm just joking, by the way. I mean, we're, we're not talking about any money or anything. But bet the house on Illinois, and boom, if they didn't beat Cincinnati, 45-17. Well, last week, I you know, I saw the replay of the game. They, Illinois played very well in the second half. They were down, but they played good defense. They had a, a pick six, 
and they they won by eight points, and that was with giving up a touchdown at the end. They were up 15 points, so they won 42-34, covered the eight points against uh, Western Kentucky, who I think is a very good team. Now Illinois travels on the road to Seattle to play the Washington Huskies, so it's uh, going to be a you know West Coast time zone. Washington is minus 13, over under 65, and I will say this, Brooks, Last year, I did the exact same thing. I said, well, then Illinois looked good against Cincinnati. They're going to cover the, the 13 because last year Washington went to, to uh, Soldier Field and was only like minus 7. I said, oh, Illinois looks great. So I'm not falling for that trap again, Brooks. Illinois is going to get their butts kicked this year, this year again by Washington. I, I, I think that Illinois looked way better than I expected them to last week, but I just, I'm going with my own history. So over under 65 I think it's going to go way over. Illinois can't stop anybody. So I think Washington blasts Illinois by 21 points. I'm going to go with a huge score, 55-34. to 34. That's it. So that take that one to the bank, fake betters. So anyway, Brooke, do you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, so what? what's the total? Total over under 65. 64, Washington minus wow. 13. I got 55-34. I mean, ever since Sarkeesian left, they look kind of in, they look kind of flustered. But I know. They I mean, have. it's it's Illinois though. I know. It's Illinois though. This is this is I I I gotta agree with you. I think I'm gonna go. All right. I'm gonna think. I I I think the Pac-12 defense is a lot better than what Illinois has faced, obviously, okay. right now. So I'm gonna go Illinois. I'll give them 21. Okay. And I'll give Washington. They're minus 13. He says minus 13. Mm-hmm. I'll give them 52. Wow, so they're going to get annihilated. Yeah. All right, see, we agree on this. So let's see what happens. Illinois, you're, please surprise me, but uh, we'll see. Okay, one last Big Ten game, and then I got a lightning Big Ten game just to go to. But uh, Penn State minus four at Rutgers. I think this is a good game. Both teams have two wins. Rutgers only defeated Howard University last week by, I think, 35-28 or 38-25, something like that. But, uh, you know, Rutgers did go on the road to Washington State, and they won that game barely. Washington State turned around and lost to Nevada Reno last uh, Friday night. So, Penn State minus four. I mean, like, what do you think? Give me a quick one on this one. Over under 53. I'm going to say I like Penn State in this game. Okay. I'm going to go, so 53 you said? 53 is the over under, Okay, so I'm going to go Rutgers 21. Penn State. I love that you go that. <laughs> go, it's okay. It's okay. Three touchdowns. It seems like this is the thing for me. Right. Um, okay. So Rutgers twenty one. I love that you give the the, the losing score yeah. first too. Okay. That's okay though. <laughs> and, That's and, totally legit. And Penn State. Uh-huh. Uh I'll give them. Th- gosh, I want to say thirty one, but. Do you want to do thirty one? <laughs> go with your gut, Brooks. Yeah, thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. Okay. But so it's under. That'd be under though. The, well, yeah. yeah. You're well. You're at 50, you're at fifty six points total. Yeah. So you're taking the over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure you're good with this? Yeah, I just think, oh, well. Think about your 35-21 yeah, for you one do, second you while that. I tell you this. You do that. Rutgers has a good running back. Whose name is he? I forgot. Uh, I just forgot. He's really good. He's four touchdowns yeah. in the season, over 200 yards in two games. And well, well, Paul James. Himself. Paul James. He's tough. So I think he's going to cause trouble for Big Ten teams this year more than they expected. But Penn State has looked really solid. I think they handled Central Florida with a great comeback. Hackenberg was nice. Last week they played Akron. They scored. A, they they were great on defense. Well, I think it was twenty-one to three victory. Mm-hmm. So they covered easily. They looked tough on defense. So I'm looking for a low-scoring game here. A lot of clock run. So I'm going to say Penn State wins this one, uh, twenty-three to seventeen, and covers the spread. But I think Rutgers is going to be better than usual. So okay, I'm going to change. Brooks. I'm going to change. My Go mind. for it. You have thirty-five twenty-one. What do you okay. think? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to say Rutgers gets 14. Okay. And I'm going to say Penn State gets 23. Okay. So now I talk. See, I'm, I'm, I don't know if Brooks is listening to me. I don't know if that's a good idea. All right. Last one, and this is a quick one because I, I made a couple jokes, so I hope they're funny. So Iowa State, who had a nice comeback. They were down at home against Kansas State. They were, they were dogs by 12 points at home. They came back, took the lead, but then they lost the game 38-25, 32-28. So they covered the spread at home, but they're 0-2. They're going to Iowa, who barely beat Ball State and did not cover. And so the joke is Iowa's minus 10, and Brooks, I don't think uh, Iowa could cover a pinprick. I don't think Iowa could cover uh, a Barbie's Dreamhouse twin bed. Okay? So all I want to say is Iowa will win this game, I think. The over-under is 49. I'm saying way down low. I'm saying Iowa 16-13 in this game. But they're they not covering. Wow. So that's my surest pick of the week. So okay. we will see. 16-13 Iowa. You got any thoughts on that one? I think Iowa's a surprise team. They always, like, they for some reason, all of a sudden, they turn it on somewhere in the season. So what's this, what do we have here? Iowa minus 10. Minus 10, okay. It's amazing. I, I don't think they cover the 10. I think I'll give them a touchdown. So I'm going to go Iowa State uh, 10. Okay. And then Iowa 17. 17-10. Okay, good. That's good. At least I, I'm, 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 I'm seeing Brooks' brain work now. This is good. Yeah. All right. Other interesting ones, just before we get out of here, because uh, I see Ryan. He was tapping at the door behind you. Ryan's, Ryan's itching to get in here for some NFL picks. But um, Wyoming, who Michigan State will play on the 27th, they are 2-0 and in the season. They are now going to Oregon. Oregon's minus 44. Okay, so the over-under 64.5 there. That's just an interesting one to look out for because, I mean, I would expect Oregon to just blitz them and blast them, you know, 73-10 to 10 or something like that. But we'll see. Because it'll tell me a little bit about who is this Oregon team and who's Wyoming coming in here. Because Wyoming's done a good job. They're 2-0 right now. So it's one to look out for. Any, anything else you're looking out for this weekend? No, I don't really – there's not really much of anything else. Let, I mean, let's scroll on the list here. I mean, maybe Louisville-Virginia could be a dangerous game if, if Virginia shows yeah, up. Yeah, Louisville's minus 7 at Virginia. But they're, I, Louisville looked pretty good. They pulled away in their, their first victory against Miami, Florida. Yeah. So I like Louisville minus 7 in that game. Yeah, and the only thing I – maybe East Carolina-Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech come off, comes off a big win, but we know East Carolina can move the ball and throw the ball very well. That's a good point, yep. Cool. Well, that was uh, you know, that was about ten minutes of us uh, talking about Michigan State, Oregon, which I think hopefully will go down as a historic game for many different reasons. Because I think Michigan State might be out of the contention for a playoff spot, but you never know. I mean, you run that table, maybe we're going to look back at this, and maybe there's going to be a rematch that doesn't take place this season that would maybe be in the Rose Bowl again. It's a possibility. Michigan State cannot lose another game, though. Yeah, I agree. They can't lose. So, cool. Well, that's Brooks Lambeer. And, Brooks, if you want to say anything else on the way out, I'm going to uh, just uh, push pause here, and then we're going to get uh, Ryan in the, in, the, in the magic chair of picking. Yeah. So. Um, no, just I hope I do better this week because last week, uh, I swear every week, it's just like fantasy football where it's like, ah, oh, I totally – I played the wrong player. I made the wrong pick. It's it, uh, just, you know. I don't know if I'm, mas- I'm a masochist, but I've, I've learned to love it because there – there are times when I do well. It just hasn't happened yet this season. So especially in you're going to hear an NFL really shortly. That was a tough, tough week to start NFL. So, well, thank you, Brooks Lambeard. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, Dan. I'll see you next week. Cool. Okay, Ryan Smith is now in the studio. What up, Ryan? How's it going, Dan? How are you doing today? 
Well, I just wrapped up with Brooks, and I was telling him I'm I'm saltier than some uh, dry roasted peanuts, man. <laughs> Ryan and I were in Oregon. Uh, it was an enjoyable trip for us, but it was. I said to Brooks, I said it was kind of an intimidating crowd. They were intentionally trying to intimidate us. I don't know. So the whole the whole trip was just strange. I, it seemed like when we were flying out there, we crossed into some alternate dim, like dimension and just. Because nothing made sense in no, Oregon, so it it's good to be not. back in East Lansing. No kidding, we got the rain here. We were talking about the oh, weather yeah. because I thought it's you know, typical. It's, it's typical back East. to like a rainstorm here. I got to class today and I had to wring out my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in the in the like the doorway right there, like. <laughs> you said your folders are soaking. Yeah, right now. I had a puddle around me by the end of class. That's how hard it was raining. That's hilarious. Okay usually Ryan and I spend time recapping picks from the previous week. Well, I think this year in the walk the line, two weeks in with some college, I would just like to say it was a tough week. He and I were really good at over-unders. Out of the seven picks, we got five over-unders, right? So we knew kind of what to expect. But what were your thoughts on last week's games? The things that I was most confident are the things that went wrong. I mean, just you would you would think New England would beat Miami. Yes. You know, with Brady, with Brady still at quarterback. And they they had a lead and just kind of blew it, and then Chicago, Chicago at home against the Bills. I was pretty confident in that, and those were the two I was really most confident in. They just went horribly wrong. Yep. New Orleans looked pretty dominant Orleans, early in the game. Uh, I for a second we were sitting there in the airport watching the game. It looked like New Orleans was going to run away great. with it. Sure enough, they end up losing. So it's just a strange week. Yeah. It's it's a good thing I don't listen to myself because <laughs> by, by the time Sunday and Monday came around, I ended up being. You, you know, flipped it. Yeah, I flipped some things. So Good. I was I was nine and six on the week. I was six and nine. So yeah, we I kinda on Sunday. I, kinda, I had Thursday right, Ryan had Thursday wrong. Haha. <laughs> right. But I was terribly wrong on that. But and we'll get into that too, because Seattle looked great. I they, yeah, they picked up right where week. they right where they left off. Yes. That was that was pretty incredible to watch those guys play. Definitely. Well, okay. The one thing I want to say too, you know, also just I agree with what Ryan said. I mean, like Kansas City looked like like crud at home. At home in Arrowhead, and in they Arrowhead. never do and that. Tennessee beat them twenty six ten. But um, you know, another one that really got me was that I had uh, the Jets minus five and a half, and it was nineteen to seven. And David Carr, or whoever he is, he threw up the uh, the the hail mary kind of with a minute to go, and the the Raiders guy made this spectacular catch and made it only to make the game nineteen fourteen <laughs> to let them cover the half point. And I'm just going. <laughs> like I just, I just was simmering, ready to explode because we were in the airport and everything. And I mean, well, that was just, on the plane because I was falling asleep. Yep. and I wake up to Cryer. He's Cryer's waking me up. <laughs> I'm on two hours of sleep at this point, so my fuse is a little short. Yeah. Cryer wakes me up just to tell me that the Jets don't cover. So <laughs> it just was that. That's yeah. how it was. That's that was the weekend. For I us. think right. Hopefully this weekend toughened Ryan and me up. You know that we're nothing's going to phase us going forward, and hopefully the we're, we're back in the normal reality <laughs> with the rain. That feels like what we're used to. I don't know. I think in the long run it'll toughen us up, but it made these first two days. Charlie, today I went to go get my bike out of the bike lock, and someone's pedal was through my wheel all <laughs> oh my the way God. so i couldn't even get my bike out it's pouring rain now i have bike like i still have some bike grease on my hand he here. does he does so just it's it's yeah, we're, gonna be that kind of week and like i said i feel the is, same way it's still a little shorter I, so everything's making me just a little I more told mad. Brooks, i said the, i feel like the world's <laughs> pushing me around i want to push the world yep, back that's yeah. how i feel so thank you state of oregon for doing that to ryan smith and I think, myself i think we're not the only people some people we work with they all watch the game together yeah. and i got a picture after the game there was a huge hole in the drywall they had to buy a whole new strip of drywall because someone must hilarious. have just punched the yeah. wall <laughs> and i think michigan state's gonna play very well i think michigan state's gonna feel that anger going forward it looks like they 
should run the Big Ten at this point. Yeah. The score was bad, but there were some positives to take. You guys already I talked agree. college football, yeah, so I I'll, just say, I'll just say my thought. Yeah, I don't know please, what you guys please, talked about. No, but I concur. There were tons of positives to take away. The two third and eights, third and nines that led to touchdown drives that Oregon got. I, I really think Michigan State is just two plays away from yep. winning that game because, like you said, the crowd was quiet. They were starting to sense some doubt because they're not used to losing, no especially kidding. at home. And yeah, if we stop them on third and nine, they punt. Even if we go get a field goal, it's a two, it's twelve point yeah. game, and they just go, uh oh. And their fans are going to go, this is this is and bad. It, and yep. we would have ate up some time. I think I we would have. So. I think we would have been up twelve with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. And I know yep. they score quick, but there's still doubt. Different. And it w- the stadium was quiet. You could hear Michigan State fans everywhere, and no Oregon fans. So there, yes, the score was bad, but I think Michigan State. Looked as good as I could hope, other than just not scoring in the second half. So I, that's that's good. I'm glad Ryan came in here and because he reiterated something that I that I had said. So I appreciate. It. This is why Ryan's my butt. But we lived through it. I mean, we knew, we saw how well Michigan State played and how tough of an environment that was. Not just weather wise, but the fans were out for blood. They knew it was a big game, so very and tough. And a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the Big Ten's done." I there's still lots of losing to be had by everyone this season. And yes, the Big Ten's bad, but if Michigan State does what they did last year by winning every game by 10-plus points, yep. you can't fault them for scheduling an Oregon on the road early in and the year. I, I, would like, I told Brooks, I would like to see Oregon State go to number one and stay there because yeah, just, that'll show yeah, just how the hard tables. that was to be in that, that area to yeah, play in. I think lots of teams will keep losing, and I, and I think Michigan State will hopefully dominate the Big Ten and get in that playoff. Cool. So I'm going to just jump us right back to NFL. We are in the state of Michigan, and a team that did do well and cover the spread on Monday night was the Detroit Lions. And people will say Eli Manning, he just makes bad passes and he throws interceptions. But, you know, on Detroit's side, Calvin Johnson is an unstoppable receiver. I mean, what do you think of Some of those him? catches, he, he made the one on the sideline where it, he both of his hands were getting pulled down and he still came up with it. And, yep, full extension on the end zone catch. And they were kind of challenging him before the game with some some pregame words and all that stuff. That's the last guy you want to do that to because then he goes off for two touchdowns and 100-plus yards in the first quarter. Yeah, so that's the game I want to start with because yeah, let's... Carolina, were, were they were underdogs at Tampa Bay. That's another game that made me mad, but they won. Tampa Bay got a late score to make it 20-14, to 14, but Carolina had that game in hand the whole time. And that was a surprise because Derek Anderson started for Cam Newton. So now the Detroit Lions go for a 1, 1 p.m. game on Sunday, September 14th. Detroit's going to play at Carolina, and Carolina is still... Still favored, so Carolina must have impressed the betting public because Carolina's minus two and a half against the Detroit team that looked really solid. The over-under is 44, so Ryan, why don't you take this one away? Well, it sounds like Cam Newton will be back this week, so that does change some things, and I couldn't tell if Monday night was more about the Lions being really good or the Giants being really bad, right. and as always, I think it's a combination <laughs> of both, Totally. but to me... This is a must-win for Detroit. I mean, I know it's only week two, but if you want to think of yourself as a playoff team, sure. you know, Carolina has no receivers. Cam Newton, this is going to be his first game back. He's got to still be dinged up if he didn't play last week. Right. There's no way he's recovered that much in a week where he's just 100% healthy. So if you think you're a playoff team, this is a game you have to have if you're Detroit. You need to go in there and get a win. And the Lions couldn't really run the ball on Monday night, no. so we'll see if that changes. Bush looked really timid. He had a couple of nice catches, and Joyke, he just wasn't hitting holes. He just was dancing sure. east and west. So, and they had a couple. They had two different corners get hurt, and that's their weakness is the secondary. But like I said, I don't think Carolina has receivers. So, all right, I, I do like Detroit to go in and win this game. 
I would like to see them get after the after Cam Newton because he already is feeling a little uncomfortable, and they did do that with Eli. He he was moving around a lot. Stafford looked great with his feet on the run. Okay. So I like Detroit to keep some momentum here and go two and zero. So I'm gonna go Detroit twenty four, Carolina twenty three. Wow, so a close one, but an upset for the for the underdogs. Yeah, maybe the rookie kicker gets a field goal right there at the end. Okay, uh, and it's interesting over-under. I mean, 44 points with a team that has Calvin Johnson right away. I'm thinking the game's going to go over. Right. And, I mean, Detroit never I, – I always think Detroit's defense is not as stout as it As we saw, be. I mean. Right. So the, that's the tough thing that I'm saying to myself because – you gave me good information. I haven't really scrutinized NFL yet. If Cam Newton's coming back, I mean, they won a road game with Derek Anderson. And the Lions are just historically bad on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in an outdoor hot setting like this. It's New so, coaches. You, we got to see what yeah, they're made of. Yeah, this is interesting. And that's why I brought this up first, not only because we're in the state of Michigan, but like it's just an intriguing game. So Carolina minus two and a half. I think they're going to find a way to get it done. I think it's going to go over. I think there's going to be passes. I mean, like, I just toss it up there just like to Calvin Johnson. I think Cam Newton can figure out to do the same thing. So I'm going to say uh, 31-28. I'm going to go okay. with Carolina, a game that goes way over. Yeah, I, I do like a lot of points, like I said. And like you just said, the, the Lions defense is always shaky. And the Lions had a few drives stall out in the second half, and I kept waiting for them to just blow the game wide open, and they never did. So, but yeah. they definitely can get up and down the field, especially with a guy like Bush and Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I expect some points. I mean, we'll see. Uh, last year, Carolina was known for their defense, so it's a playoff it be, team. I, I mean, I think more than the over under forty four, I I like Carolina to cover this one. I just I don't see a Detroit Lions team going on the road and winning a game because like it, it, they're they're going to have enough home games to stay in the race of the NFC Central, but this North. NFC North, excuse me, yes. I'm, is, is there even a central anymore? No. No, okay. But uh, I'm old school. Yeah, we'll see. see. I've never even, I didn't even know an NFC Central was ever the th- ever. That a was thing. the Bears. I'll <laughs> teach him. He's like younger than me. Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier, Seattle looked great against Green man, Bay. Man, oh man. I did fully they. expected him. And the most amazing thing I can tell you is in my life, I've never, San Diego is a tough place to play. So this is a 4 p.m. game, but it's West Coast. So Seattle's used to be on the West Coast. I've never seen a team going into San Diego minus six. San Diego's a tough place to play. And this is amazing because I'm going, oh, my goodness. Like So minus six for the world champs who look like world beaters. So what are you saying? You're, you're I'm saying, saying they're going to go in and clean them yeah. out because San Diego gave up a game they should have won against and, Arizona. And the first thing I thought when I saw this on, I even wrote right here, why shouldn't they win by more than they a touchdown? They should kill them. And that's why I, it's so funny that I picked the Packers last week because yeah. I, I listened to it again and, all we do is talk about how good Seattle is, They're and then great. I go, oh, Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> I think on the day, though, you took Yeah, Seattle. yeah, yeah. He changed it. See, we, so like we I talk, said, it's yeah. a good thing I don't listen to myself, but <laughs> but why shouldn't Seattle go in there? And we watched the first half of that Arizona-San Diego game before we just got bored. San Diego's just a boring it was, field it was goal It was 3-3, kicking. and they got a lucky field goal to end the half. And a thing to make it 6-3. Seattle played Thursday. Yeah. and Extra time yeah, to prepare. Yeah, and San Diego played Monday. Yep. So they have that much. I mean, it's not just a oh Sunday to Monday. It's Thursday they have to till four. Thursday to yeah. Monday night, and they so don't the have four, to travel. They don't have to travel Mm-mm. the four extra days. Just go down south, chill on the beach. Their their confidence is way up. Yeah, and just, as it should be. I'm just gonna bust this out and go 37-20. Okay, I have 31-13 written down here. So we're both kind of in that. This is a blowout. And you have it staying under with that score. Do you not think it's gonna cover? The, it's gonna go over the 45. I guess I guess not if I have thirty one thirteen. So cool, interesting. I mean, what what were you saying? I think I cut you off there. Just 
Seattle yeah, I mean, good. See, San Diego, like you said, they can play well at home, but these two teams played in the preseason, and I read where the Seattle starters played four series against the San Diego starters, and there was four scoring possessions. So they just Ooh. have their number. Seattle I, looks. I'm I'm ready for Pete Carroll to you, push them and you push said them it last week. Them. Fourteen and two, fifteen. And man, who's gonna beat them? Russell Wilson is good. Marshawn Lynch is great. He would. <laughs> man, he cannot. He, people when he gets near the goal line, the defenders back off. He did. They, he had the one touchdown where they were three or four yards out, and he went right off the left tackle, and they just said, "Ah, oh, he's too far." He gets one step in the end zone. He gets to pivot and kind of shake his head and go, yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 really really damn good. I yeah. Mean, so I guess I have it staying under. Just maybe their defense is just so good. Yeah. I can see it. All right. Next game on the list. This is intriguing because we kind of both thought Chicago would do well against the Bills. Chicago laid a big fat egg. They they did get it to overtime at twenty all, but it was seventeen all. Cutler had a chance to take them in to cover the spread. They were minus six and a half. He threw a horrible across the body pick. So it went 20-20 to overtime, and rightfully so. I think the Bills got the win, as they should have. They deserved it. Now Chicago has to travel West Coast for the night game at San Fran. San Fran looked really good in a 28-17 victory. They picked Tony Romo like three times. Kaepernick can skip and jump and still throw laser beams. Laser beams. He had that one to the end zone. He's great. Vernon Day, everybody's looking good. So San Francisco minus seven. All signs to me is pointing like San Francisco is going to clean up on the Bears. Uh, What do you think? I I would like. I like to think this game is going to go pretty similar to that San Francisco-Dallas game because Chicago had that embarrassing loss at home to the Bills. And we still don't know how good teams are, but it's still the Bills. You have to win at home, and they had chances and just couldn't do it. And Cutler reminds me a lot of Romo in a way like, I think he's just going to have turnovers yep. and, and let San Francisco, because I don't think San Francisco is necessarily that much better than Chicago, but Cutler will just have he's two gonna, or three. Inter- yeah. I mean, he had two picks last week. I, th- I expect. Him I think to have he had one in his in like his own I mean. fifteen I yard line to, too. Something really bad. Yeah, and they gave up tons of rush yards to the Bills. So maybe San Fran can get a. They're more balanced than the Bills. Yeah, but I maybe they can just run the ball down their throat and take up a little more time. So I like it to be pretty similar to that okay. San Fran Dallas game. So I have San Francisco twenty seven seventeen. All right, and that's the pick that you made last week, and it, it was twenty eight seventeen. So Ryan knows with, his stuff with that. You know, and I look at this it's and better I to say, be lucky than good, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, <laughs> I, I respected the way you broke that one down because I, I thought it'd be high scoring and I think this is gonna be high scoring again too. I just more than the over or under forty eight and a half, I think San Francisco covers this seven. I think that they're gonna they're gonna nail them pretty hard. I would expect this line to go to over a touchdown bef- by game time because it started off as six, then it's already now it's already at seven. Yeah, so like seven and, and a half, half or eight, 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 yeah. I mean, I can just see San Francisco going and going and, and going. Elshon Jeffrey and Marshall are questionable for this week. Those guys okay. both those guys both got dinged up. I'm going to say 34-16 because that gets it to 50 points total. I think San Francisco is going to just blast them, and it's going to be one of those where it's, it might have been 34-9 or something, and you're changing the channel. On, so not like going to be the week, best Dallas, game. Dallas just got a late touchdown. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, we watched the fourth quarter at, at, an, at an A&W after our flight, and we're like, is this still on? So it was like when they when when they're ready to close the bar and a couple people are still sitting around <laughs> like get, get out of here, here. yeah just get sixty minutes on <laughs> yeah yeah okay so two more games on the list for this week uh, I just want to know what you think because I I have my instinct on this but Kansas City now has to go to Denver it's a Kansas City did not do themselves any favor by losing at home to start the season um, yeah very difficult now Denver's minus thirteen Denver was minus nine against Indianapolis and didn't cover because they gave up a late touchdown. 
31-24, they beat Indianapolis. So Denver's minus 13. The overner's 52. It's a 4 p.m. game. Uh, what do you think, Ry? Well, I think Denver's defense is pretty legit. I think Denver has Peyton Manning. Yeah. Actually, I know they have Peyton they Manning. They do. And I know that Kansas City had a whopping three points with 10 minutes to go in a home game against Tennessee. I just That is not a formula to beat Denver. So not at all. Just initially, I like Denver I don't. I mean, maybe not blast them, but at least uh-huh. cover the thirteen. Because blasting for Denver is winning by like thirty. True. Because we saw the the minus twenty eight last year, whatever it was against Jacksonville. Yeah. So I I do like. To, is this game in Denver? Yeah, in Denver, Mile High Stadium, four p.m. start. Oh man, it's a division game, so maybe that'll get the Chiefs a little more hyped up. And the Chiefs I have just, played well there. That they, that's they surprised what I mean. me last year. That's the thing. You think about it counterintuitively. You're like, well, the Chiefs do tend to give Denver more than they can handle, and they're getting 13 points. And did last week wake them up? That's what hopefully. I'm wondering. I couldn't. I it's mean, a tough one. That's why I wanted to talk about it. And let's talk about why didn't the Chiefs run the ball to Jamal Charles? I know. They. I mean, he had seven carries for 17 yards. I don't understand. That's it. that's one I of don't the know top what, what three the running backs did. in the league. They're my favorite team, and yards. I didn't know what was happening. And they just kind of like turned the switch off of me caring by losing the way they did. Yeah, it was they not only, even competitive. Yeah, they only ran it fourteen times. I was and, like, what are you guys doing? They just signed. They just signed. You know, Alex Smith to like ninety million dollars, and he's sitting there throwing three yard dinks and dunks. Jeez. So I'm a little. Do you want to pick first, or should I? I'll let you pick. I have a score in mind, but I'll let you go first. I've done the honors every time. Okay. I'm going to say that it stays under by one point. So I'm going to say 37-17, which uh, puts us at 51. Or excuse me, I have no math. 37-14. Okay. (laughs) Gosh, I apologize for that. So I'm going to say it stays under by one point. I got Denver winning 37-14. I don't think Kansas City can stay with them. I think Kansas City is a... uh, There's something wrong. I just think there's something fundamentally wrong. They might figure it out, but it's not going to be at Denver. I was kind of down a similar path view of, but I think because of last week, Denver maybe just has mental lapses when they get up big, and because okay. their enough. defense is so in your face, maybe they just don't want to show plays early in the year because uh-huh. they got up big and then let let Indy kind of creep yeah, back in. It was like in. twenty-four to three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Let's see, I have it right here. It was, twenty-four to three, it was twenty-four nothing, and thirty-one ten. And, and they then, only won and by he, seven. And he got a late TD to, to cover the spread, so, so 31-24. So yeah. because of that, I, I think Kansas City, I have 35-20 written down, but it'll that looks way better than it'll be. I think it'll be similar to the fact that maybe can't. Yeah, it's 35-13, and they just get a late touchdown or something like that. Okay, fair enough. So I have the over. Okay, yeah. We'll see. I just I think we, we both agree Kansas City's not going to hang with Denver, and they shouldn't after they played. In and the and simply because yeah. of Denver's defense. I mean, if you can't score on Tennessee at home, how do you expect to score on Denver yeah. you know, on the road? Okay, the last game I put on the list for this week is a game that I think is the one that I would feel most confident about. Okay, it's St. Louis Rams who lost 34-6. to six. I laughed when you put this on yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> you probably knew where I was going with this. 34-6 loss at home to the Minnesota Vikings. Good win for the Vikings, but I think that's like beating up a third grader. Okay, there's no Sam Bradford, and now St. Louis has to go on the road to Tampa Bay, who cannot be feeling pretty happy. They're they're got to be furious about how they played, and they were some people picked them to win their division in the uh, NFC South. Did I get that right? You did. Thank you. And so minus five and a half right now. I think this baby goes up to minus seven and a half yep. at game time. More than a touchdown. So for that reason, it's an over under 37, which is hilariously low because 34-6 is the way. So I 
think it stays under that. Yep. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay wins a disgusting game. I'm going to say 16-6. Oh, okay? wow. It's a, a crapper. I have an equally as disgusting game, but a little <laughs> little more points. I still don't, let's see. Let me now I have to do some math. No, that's okay. Still, still not going over. I have it at okay. 32. So 19-13. Oh. And the reason is I have excuses for Tampa Bay's loss. Last okay. Year. You know, maybe Carolina is better than we think, even without Cam Newton. St. Louis, I have no excuses for. They're just awful. They didn't look good in You're, any part of the no, game. No, like in no aspect they of the game did they look good. That was the one and, cover that I felt great about throughout the day. It was great. And in Minnesota, I mean, they're not that great either. And they went in there and just kicked them they up just and down. They kept going the more field. and more. They just so kept sorry, going. St. Louis. Yeah. Settle in. It's going to be a long year. <laughs> Maybe trade for RG3 or something. Yeah, that, that was the other one. Uh, that the might Texans, help. I felt really confident about. And, and uh, Washington scored first, but then they got their kick, uh, their extra point blocked, and then they ended up getting a punt blocked. So that was ugly. Washington, St. Louis do not look like yep. they have it. And Tampa Bay's just thinking, just get a win no matter what. So it will be ugly. They'll just. They'll take their points where they get them. That's why I see a lot of field goals in this game. Sorry, St. Louis, I guess, is the only thing I can say there. And you know what? I looked on page two, and I, I, I put this on. We can finish this week off. Yeah, we'll just do a quick Monday yeah, Philadelphia night Philadelphia is at Indianapolis. Philly came back from 17 points, so they were down 17 nothing To Jacksonville, nonetheless. The, and they covered the 10 points because they scooped a, 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 like a, a fumble and ran it in at the very end, so they won by 17. You can't be impressed with that. Indianapolis did impress me by coming back in the second half, so it's in Indy. Philly loves giving up points. I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah, so, like, I mean, just I'll go quick on this one. Go ahead. Indianapolis is going to cover the three, yep. and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go 35-31 yep. for Indy. I got 31-27, Indy. So I like a lot of points just because of Indy's ability to score in bunches and Philly's totally. ability to give up points. Yeah, and respect for Philly always. to come back. Yeah. They didn't give up, and so that's good for their fan base. But I think this is a real test. Indianapolis, they were still down 17 nothing to Jacksonville. Yeah, that's that's good. They That's respect, and they probably have a way Is it? Of, you're respecting them? I mean, I know they came. They came back. They yeah, came but back. you're still down 17. What, you, you're not ready for week no, one No, they of were NFL? not ready. That's they, embarrassing. They underestimated That's them. embarrassing. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I think that both of these teams will end up in the playoffs somehow. I mean, like... Yeah, because, I mean, the NFC East is god yeah, awful. Dallas is not good. Washington's horrible. And then who Who's the who else? The Giants. The Giants. So, yeah, so Philly's going to win their division. All three teams, other than Philly, and even they looked awful. The four teams in last year was one of the worst divisions yeah, in football. Indy is a tough team. Luck has confidence. You know, they, they look like a tough team. I, so I like Indy to cover that That's one. It's another right playoff now, so. team. So. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Well, you know, that's as for the same with the NCAA Week 3 this week, it's not the most compelling games I've ever seen in my life, but uh, it's really good to have football back. Yeah, and there's still a lot of variables. Like we talk, well, what if this, and we don't yep. know about who's who's what, and yep. so. It's well, always we'll tough see. to pick NFL yeah, early. And the the joke is we're, we'll be here next week being like, well, I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> like That's the beauty of the NFL. You're going, what? Was that Kansas City won forty-seven to three in Denver? You know what I mean? You're yeah, like, when it boils what? down to it, they're all pros. It just yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be that far apart. So that's why the thirteen, and we'll see. That one got me, but I really do expect Tampa Bay to beat St. Louis. The Rams, I'm sorry. So so basically, if you're listening at home, the Rams are gonna win. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, Philly's gonna San really Diego's go gonna win. You yeah. guys, you got all the dogs to pick. <laughs> I feel really good about Seattle Seahawks. I just they look like a championship team that's ready to do another one. I'm so. going through here. Yeah, I only picked one dog this week and it was Detroit and I'll just I have a money line, I guess. So, yep. yep. Cool. Well, that 
my friends is my friend Ryan Smith. And, uh, you know, Brooks was in here earlier and we got Ryan here. So the, the, we got the fam together. We're, we're happy to not be in the state of Oregon. I just want to reiterate that one. I, I, I do love it here in that. Michigan, especially, you know, our campus is, is, is rolling all the time. You know, I, I, I'm sure Oregon has a great, great campus. The, the students just weren't there yet. So I'm not trying to bag too hard, but I'm just very happy to be back at Michigan State University. All our buddies are here and uh, it's just, uh, there's a lot of nice things around. There's some talented people here. Michigan State. We got some talent here. So uh, anyway, so that's Ryan Smith laughing. I'm Dan Cryer. I'm always laughing. Dan makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. See you guys. Peace. Peace.